This is Father Joseph Anthony Cress. And this is Father Bonaventure Chapman. Welcome to God's Planning. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoy this episode and would like to sp- support us on Patreon, please see the link in the description or the show notes. Well, Father Bonaventure, well, here we are in the nice little gap and lull in between Christmas and New Year's, uh, a unique little position to be. So uh, as we go through this experience and kind of close one year, begin another, um, what are some of those kind of unique uh, experiences or traditions that you have maybe in the post-Christmas uh, days, maybe growing up or, or things like that? What, 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 what do you remember from these days after Christmas? Yeah, this is a weird time because it's still celebration from Christmas. There's mm-hmm. still a lot yeah. of presents being unwrapped or learned to play with, and the school's <laughs> out. Usually the parents and people are home, and you've got this almost octave between Christmas and January 1st. You're moving towards New Year's. Mm-hmm. So family's still around. You know, you're visiting this sort of thing. People are coming to visit you. That, uh, you know, so I guess what I what I most distinctly remember about these times is that the liturgical time period is mm-hmm. strange because we have so many feasts on it. Now, I didn't grow up as a Catholic, so it's not like that's a memory I have, but I do remember when I was an Anglican seminarian, uh, you, these, were, these were the weird days because it's even harder to find your way around the Anglican uh, prayer books okay, yeah. than it is these days than it is in the breviary. And anyone knows the Liturgy of the Hours knows it's tricky to find when to say what and how to pray what. It's just ribbons on ribbons on yeah, ribbons. But this is a weird around. one. They're all yeah. hidden because it does, the, the Book of Common Prayer doesn't make it quite obvious mm-hmm. what days are what. But they And usually, of course, Anglicans don't have the same amount of saints at all, of course, as the Catholic Church has so this but this time they do the catholic church and the anglican prayer book follow pretty closely with this back and forth between martyrs and saints and martyrs and saints right afterwards so i remember this is a time when i had to pay specific attention particular attention to the particular saints and the feast days of this so that's a sort of religious experience even though it wasn't catholic that's my my when i think of these days that's what Mm -hmm. i think about yeah I think when I when I look back and, and see this, and it's like these days are really special because I go back to like my novitiate uh, or our our novitiate, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I really got a chance to celebrate the octave of Christmas like in its entirety, mm-hmm. and it like eight days of Christmas like yes. nonstop, and that that was the first time I got to experience that, which was really really uh, special and, and and awesome to be in the midst of the church and celebrating. Uh, the birth of our Lord for eight days continuously in in that unique way. But when I think about these days, it, it kind of goes back to um, growing up, and we were a very sports-oriented family. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think back, like, oh, what do we do these days? And it always surrounded sports. Sure. Uh, you know, Christmas Day, is. Uh, I think the NBA has the corner market mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. There's always big marquee matchups. You know, growing up, it was always like the Celtics versus the Lakers and watching those big, big time games on, on Christmas Day. Um, and then as I got older, it turned into like uh, watching the Cavs play the, the Warriors and, and all that kind of fun stuff, which was great. Uh, but I also remember in college when my family really got into uh, um, watching soccer and we mm-hmm. were big soccer fans that uh, Boxing Day on the 26th right. was a big soccer day. Premier League. Yep, English Premier League. So you would get all the big uh, marquee matchups in English Premier League soccer. So just in the mornings, like watching soccer uh, in, in England and, and having that kind of Boxing Day soccer uh, fervor was was awesome. But then it slowly kind of spiraled over into uh, New Year's Day. 
Yep. And we watched the Rose Parade from the Rose Bowl in preparation for all the college sure. football bowl games and the New Year's Six games and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, yeah, so like this unique little kind of interim uh, period between Christmas and New Year's, like for me, is always a very heavy sports day. That's right. Uh, or sports days, I guess we could yes. say. And that's always what, yeah, I, yeah. what I go back to, which I think is awesome. And I, I'm looking forward to it again this year. Yeah, sure. That's always the same. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I guess one more question I have, and and this is, I don't know, might be a hot hot button issue. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. How long did your family keep the Christmas oh, tree that's up? Right. Yeah, uh, we kept it through. for a while. Um, we we my mother was of the opinion that when it's up there and it has all of the all of the homemades from from the kids that we made yeah. and you know, those those old those little ornaments that you know are unrecognizable as ornaments except by a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, they have names <laughs> on them and they all go in certain places. So when those go up, my mother wants them up for a while. Yeah. So we would have it. I don't think it ever made it to February, but probably three weeks into January or something, pretty far in there. It was the it was basically because it was a live. We always got the live tree. Mm. So the live tree is okay. basically when okay. it died. When my when my father said there's just too there are too many needles that are falling off. This thing's not alive anymore. Then it, then it, we we removed it. But as long as it was it was still taking water and living, it was up. So usually until the third week of January, I think is how I remember it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, we never we never had a live tree. Mm-hmm. We always had an artificial tree. Pull it out of the box type of a thing. Um, so that was never an issue for us. Uh, yeah. I don't think we had like a specific time. Yeah. Like I wasn't like, oh, sure. you know, I think we all or whatever. No, nah, we, we yeah. didn't really care. It was mostly we got through New Year's. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like whenever. Game. Yeah. Whenever we had a free day to take down the tree, yeah, it, right. it was good. Um, but I, I do remember that we always covered our tree with a bunch of tinsel. Yeah, my mom loved the tinsel on that, and I I remember having uh, friends from high school come over like during the Christmas uh, time and seeing like, oh my goodness, it looked like a tinfoil tree. There was just so much tinsel, but like so peeling all the tinsel off and putting it back into the shoebox was like a whole ordeal, Um, and it looked great because we used colored lights on yeah. the on the tree as well yeah. and it wasn't just the the clear white lights, uh, white lights. Mm-hmm. it was it was all the different multicolored lights and sure. whatnot which made the tinsel look really cool because you had yes. all this uh fun oh, lights nice yeah, yeah yeah it was it was fun stuff so all right now that we are we're moving into the new year that's right and there's a very common uh experience for most people you pause take some time look back at the last year you know do an honest evaluation of how the year went, but most people moving in the new year make some kind of New Year's resolution. This is why Planet Fitness is just running ads nonstop to get yep. people to join at the lowest rates possible, uh, get them in the door because everybody makes their New Year's resolutions that they know they're probably not going to continue past February or whatever. But in in some aspects too, there's uh, it's a common practice to kind of make some spiritual goals. Maybe New Year's resolutions that include something spiritual and not just yeah. working out or uh, exercise in that sense. So l- when I have a discussion a little bit today about how do we set mm-hmm. spiritual goals? Yes, is it appropriate to do that, or you yeah. just like you know shoot from the hip and freewheel this stuff? But like, what is that experience, or how do we approach setting spiritual goals? Yeah, it's an important thing. The first first thing to say about it is that you should. Okay. Uh, just like, I mean, spirituality, I think some people, because of, obviously it's relating to God, whereas, you know, your physicality is relating to your body, you might think, well, spirituality, it's all up to him, mm-hmm. and so I just have to be open to him. And of course, grace predominates and gives us the capacity, but at the same time, because grace perfects nature and because he's made us to act in a particular way, 
spirituality is a function of our soul. It's a power, their powers of our souls of knowing and loving. And just like any powers of the soul, they need practice and habits. And yeah. part of those are infused by grace, but also cooperated with and developed. And so our choices of growing in spiritual life have to be concrete decisions, making choices okay. about how am I going to actually achieve the end of holiness? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the thing. So the first thing to say is it's, it's setting spiritual goals is important okay. in doing this. And then the question is then how exactly does one go about it? But if you think the spiritual life is just going to fall into your lap, then you are sorely mistaken. It is a, it is a disciplined life. It's a very disciplined life. In fact, it's fighting against the fall and some of your fallen tendencies. So it's it needs almost more attention yeah. than say just pure physical education and pure physical exercises. Yeah, when we approach this kind of um, spiritual realities and, and it, it can take an, an extra effort because it's not as tangible. Sometimes sure. the results are not as visible and usually it can not. get, yeah. <laughs> usually not. Uh, and it can be kind of frustrating at times and it's easy to lose motivation. So we can think about how quickly people lose motivation to go to the gym. Sure. Um, but sometimes it's it's very difficult to keep up spiritual habits that we've committed to or that are trying for a new, uh, a new way of, of doing that. So I think um, some of the things that we want to talk about is like, well, okay, well, what is appropriate? Mm-hmm. What are appropriate spiritual goals? How do we go about that um, in in engaging in in those aspects? So we know that they're a good thing to do, yeah. and it corresponds to the reality of our human nature. But um, yeah, what what is some of the I, the details? And I think you could think in three. Maybe we could talk through three aspects of it. Okay. it one has to be concrete. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I think it has to be realistic. And then three, it has to be with others, mm-hmm. right? And at least, at least it, at least that's helpful. Maybe okay. that's not as necessary. Obviously, hermits, um, and there are people with asceticism. You can you can relate to God just by yourself, but it's not recommended. You could say uh, for most people, most people do not. They actually need other people around them, and mm-hmm. that's why we have the church, the ecclesia, as the community of of God. Anyway, so thinking about first, maybe the 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 realistic part. We'll switch the order a bit. Um, just like any goals that you make, if you're starting something new, uh, you don't immediately assume the highest position or the most strenuous activity. If you're going to say, I want to go to the gym this year, I haven't gone to the gym that much, and then you say, therefore, I'm going to go to the gym every day at 5 a.m. to to 6 a.m., well, that's just not going to work for very long unless you have an indomitable will. (laughs) So you should figure out when is a when is it going to be likely that you would go to the gym every day if you want to do it every day and then figure out based upon that i think in the same way with the spiritual goals when you want to say i want to pray more yeah you want to say of course one what concrete look concretely look like but part of that is realistically what what would that look like in my life and i recommend to people when i'm doing direction things whatever you set this is good for lenten practices too Ask yourself if you might drop that back just a little bit mm. because you're probably more eager. Usually you're just trying to like cover up the fact that you haven't done as well last year. Yeah, and so yeah. you're, it's all aspirational. But if you want to be realistic, just drop back a little bit. And if you can do that successfully, consistently, it's always easier, easier to add things. Yeah. But if you if you don't do something consistently, if it's too much, you kind of give up and you lose steam. And then we have the psychological thing where we just don't think about it. We oh, can't yeah. deal with failure. We don't like dealing with failure. Mm-hmm. So we just think, oh, it was never to be anyway. So it's easier to ramp up, I think, than go back. So realistic goals is 
are very important. That's such an important part is is kind of doing an honest evaluation. Mm -hmm. I see so many students that maybe they, they come to college, fall away from their faith for a little bit. After a few years, they come back and they're like, oh, you know, I was really involved in my youth group in high school and everything was going like, well, but like I kind of fell away and I want to get back to where I was. And they kind of try to do exactly what they were doing when mm -hmm. they were at their peak, yeah. you know? And it's like, whoa, yep. but let's, let's do an honest evaluation. Where are you right now? Can we make one step forward? In that yeah. and not try to jump all the way to where we were like we'll build up to that sure we can get back there that's you have the capacity that's fine but let's not just try to jump all the way up to that front so i think the aspect of real being realistic on that is also just doing an honest evaluation to say okay where am i right now in the faith you yeah. know like, let's look at that and and then be able to make that that next step forward and one aspect of that that I always in, encourage people to do is like, let's commit to this. You said doing something consistently mm -hmm. that's attainable. And I want to like, we are talking about building habits of yeah. prayer. Yes. Right? That's yes. so important. Like being able to do something consistently every day in building up that habit. But I also think it's important to be able to kind of set a finish line. Mm -hmm. And say like, okay, I want to, you know, I want to build this habit of prayer, and I want to pray the rosary every day for two weeks, and do that every day for two weeks. And at the end of that, pause, do evaluation. Was that good? Was I consistent with that? Did I make most days? Did I miss one? What was the reason behind that? Do I need to make an adjustment here? You mm -hmm. know, I and and to be able to set a certain kind of finish line that is not like, oh, I'm done with that, and let's move on to another task. But to set a finish line where it's like, okay, let me pause, review, do evaluation. Is this good? Do I want to build upon that, keep this going? Or do I need to maybe switch to something else? Yeah. One of the things that we're kind of maybe dancing around a little bit is the reality that we are talking about kind of a devotional life mm -hmm. that tends to be very particular to us. Yes. We aren't talking about like, oh, you know what I should do? I should try that Sunday obligation thing. Mm -hmm. I should go to Mass Sunday. I'm going to try it out for two weeks. If I don't like it, I'll try something else like yeah. no there are the precepts of the church you know sunday obligations confession yeah you know, these are all ex these are all extras that are aiming to get you closer to god in right. particular search and finding those ex the church the oblig obligations the church is very helpful it doesn't say hey you're obligated to do something now you got to figure out what it is mm -hmm. we're not going to tell you no. the best thing is you to try to figure out odd experimentum like try a few things out and see if sunday mass maybe sunday mass is it maybe eating pizza at 2 a.m in the morning is it yeah, no no, no, no obligations that we the church tells you but these are these are prudential matters of, of growing in the faith which has a lot of particularity to it and therefore the church doesn't it provides models and options right. and general things best practices, if we we're going to use that lang language. But you're right, it has to be particular. I think you're also this this kind of finish line, the m model that you used, is good for two things. One, to tie with that being realistic, mm -hmm. is that even if you think you've figured out where you are in life and say, I've honestly evaluated that I can do X, I can do a rosary a day, this sort of thing, you might actually have misjudged that. <laughs> yeah. And so if you commit yourself to a week or two to look at it again, then you can think, gosh, I don't know if I, I, I can't do this much longer. I'll get to the week, and then I'm going to have to readjust, that sort of thing. The second thing is it has, I think, a nice psychological factor in that um, you might be able to do a rosary every day. This is the example. Mm -hmm. um, but if you said, from now on, the rest of my life, I'm going to do a rosary every day, right. then you might think, ah, it's too much. But if you say, I'm just going to try this for a couple weeks, and then I'll re recheck. Mm -hmm. You might find, actually, that as you go, as you get to those two weeks, you think, 
yeah, I can do this for another two weeks. And you just kind of work yourself into it. I remember when I was, when I, we were in the division class, obviously together. I remember my first, I remember when I first got there, it was like a week or something. And I thought, ah, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. But I told myself I wouldn't leave the novitiate before the first guy left lat, the f- last year or something because it was our novice master's first year and I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to make sure we made fast, faster right, this sort right. of thing. <laughs> so I told myself, I'll just, I'm not going to go right away. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll just do this for another month and then I'll go. And then I would get to the next month and I said, I'm all right. All right. I'm just going to do this another month. That's it. Another yeah, month. Yeah, I can yeah. do it for another month. And after about three months, I just stopped. I stopped at making those deals anymore. Interesting. So, yeah. so even yeah. though it was like this, this just a mental allowing yourself, even if you kind of have a sense you're going to go further, mm-hmm. I think it's it, it's gentle with one's fallen nature to say, I'm just going to try this for, we'll just do this for a month. I mean, don't say like, I'm going to try this for a day and keep checking it up. That's be, but some period of time for experimental attempt and also to get, to kind of motivate yourself to go forward with it. I think that's just very, very wise. There's some, there's some it's, wisdom there. And, and we have to, let's talk about being realistic here. You know, our current culture is very uh, commitment adverse. Sure. You know, w- yeah. Really, people really struggle with making commitments to things. So, and so here's a that. way to like, okay, we're going to make a, a short-term commitment, but you got to commit to it, right? That whole, so like, I'm going to do this for this day, see what happens. And yeah. then tomorrow's a new day and we'll see what I feel like tomorrow. No, don't do that. Yep. But to commit for kind of small bites and then as a way to slowly build. Yeah. And, I find think that, and find out that you have the capacity yeah. to do this new spiritual life, but grow into it. I think the other thing is the concrete aspect. Yeah. That it has, it can't just be, I mean, you get people, I, and you probably have the same experience, someone says, I wish I prayed more. Yeah. And I always say, well, what would it look like if you did? That's, and oftentimes oh they just gosh, say, yeah. I don't know, yeah. I would pray every day. And I said, I know, I know, but what would that look like? Like, can you tell me what hours, how long? What would you say? Be very specific with yourself, because if we have these nebulous, vague ideas and willful and wishes, and it, it just might not go anywhere. Your mind, our wills need to fix on something, mm-hmm. and our mind presents those objects in, in specific, concrete, practical ways. So to have, if you're going to ratchet up your spiritual life or whatever you're going to do with your spiritual life, to have real answers. Imagine someone asking you, "Yeah, right." What what when could I find you doing X? Mm-hmm. When what would I find you doing? Like re- and be able to say like I've been growing the spiritual life. How do you know? Because I've been praying more. What do you mean? Well, because I've I do I read the Bible for ten minutes each morning. Yeah. But after I have a cup of coffee, or I go to daily mass every day, mm-hmm. or I go to I do I do a holy hour once on Fridays and go to confession every week. Like specific kind of things that are are dateable, you know. And there's an aspect where these kind of two points, I think, kind of overlap on each other. And I think one of the things is let's be realistic, but also let's be concrete about this. One of the things I, I talk to a lot of people about is what time of day do you pray best? Mm-hmm. Um, that's an honest evaluation. You kind of have to be realistic. And you might have to figure it out. You may have to figure it out. Um, I know for me personally, I'm a night owl. I've always grown up. I can stay up late hours. Not a problem with me. Unfortunately, I pray best in the morning. Yeah. And that's... Which is I, the standard, which, which is not is, unusual. Yeah, but yeah. like I wish I would actually be a nighttime prayer, yes. but yeah. I'm not. I, I pray best in the morning. So then sure. I have to be realistic with that and adjust my schedule to say, okay, if, I, if I'm if i serious about my prayer life, I have to commit my morning hours to that. Yeah. You know, I can't sleep in and I can't do these other things. 
and so that there's a certain kind of specificity with that that's coupled with the mm-hmm. re- the realistic side and the humility of evaluating all of that. Yeah. But to say like, okay, we're going to be kind of concrete about this. Like, what does a good prayer life look like? What mm-hmm. is one step you want to move yeah. into on that? Um, which is all of these things start to build on each other and, right. and weave together a certain type of fabric. Yeah. There was one other thing that you kind of mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, is the fact that we ain't we ain't flying solo out here. Like, right. you know, we're yeah. kind of, there's a certain communal aspect. There's a way that we can engage with each other. But we are talking about a personal prayer life and we're talking yep. about personal devotion growing in that. So why is that not just a, a solo yeah. operation? Well, to use your exercise analogy again, I mean, uh, running, for instance, I don't know why any people do this. Father Jacob Burge and Father, and Father Gregory like this sort of thing, but the rest of it doesn't make much sense of it. Um, it's still, it's something you can't have someone run for you. So running is still a solo project in a sense. You're doing it. But oftentimes, for those of us who don't just like running, the best way to actually run is to go with someone because you can talk with someone. You can hold the other person accountable to like, oh, I don't really know how I feel like it today, but, you know, I promised I would do this. You take all these little hints and you can forget that you're actually running, which is nice because the whole point of running, as far as I can tell, is to get the exercise without realizing what you're doing. <laughs> um, but it's so it's still running is still a solo. You can't no one else is running for you, mm-hmm. but you're running with someone that can help to motivate. I think in some ways the, the this is what the the church is about. I mean, this is as Dominican, our experience. Uh, there are there are days where I'm not particularly inclined. I don't particularly feel like excited to go to to one of the offices or to meditation early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I know my brothers are there, and I know that, that we it's good for us to be together. And so that's what gets me there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm still the one praying. Yeah. It's not like I'm I'm there and we do some sort of hive mind stuff. It's still me, but I have other people around. And I think that's just true with the church. And that's so finding other people mm-hmm. who can motivate you externally in some way does boost you in those times where you we all flag. Yeah. I, I think the the major um task of the evil one and all of this is to get us isolated, right? Mm-hmm. His entire uh, purpose is to isolate us. And so in this growth in prayer and kind of setting spiritual goals, to have a level of accountability, you know, of another person with you, and it's it's there's so many different levels of that, but that's one of the major things is that we are able to be accountable to each other in this unified body of Christ. That's and right. uh, it's so important to that we recognize that we are, we're not isolated operators in this and to then you know find somebody to yeah keep you accountable hey check in on me i'm trying to grow in this aspect of prayer or maybe offer an invitation Mm -hmm. hey i want to like pray the rosary every day would you join me on this yep or i want to pray with scripture every day like i would like to start with gospel like could we do that together just Mm -hmm. check in um and offering that invitation into this kind of um growth and participation together it can be really important. Uh, one of the other images that I, I see often and uh, I think is great for the spiritual life is we've been talking about a lot of physical activity and, mm-hmm. and exercise, and, but yeah, it's rightly so. But one of the things that I really, really get intimidated by is going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I'm terrified. Like it's just my own kind of personal insecurities and social anxieties that I I am terrified to walk into yeah. a gym. Yeah. You know? But I remember when one of my buddies in Charlottesville said, Hey, come to come to the gym with me. Oh, I, it was not a problem. I was right. just gonna go. I just need one more person. 
One person yeah. who had been there before, one person who was comfortable in that place, knew how to use the machines, knew the exercises. I could care less how many people were in that gym. Mm -hmm. I could care less how many people were working out, doing their classes, doing their own exercises, as long as I had that one person to be with. Yeah. And I was like, I was cool with that. But if I had to go by myself, I was I would have never showed up. Yeah. And so having that one person to help you to work through, and maybe it's somebody that is, let's say, a step, a step and a half sure. further into into the spiritual life that you yeah. can use as a guide that can help maybe guide you through some of these spiritual practices yeah. and you can share your growth with, you know, looking like a, um, like a spotter in the gym mm -hmm. that's kind of spotting you to make sure that you're not going to hurt yourself and go too hard too fast or, you know, like drop a barbell on you with 25 uh, pound plates on the side and rolls back onto your throat. Like yep. just a hypothetical yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah uh, none of us have been in that. Yeah, none of us yeah. have been in that situation. Yeah. So to have somebody to, to do that with is really beautiful, really important, and I think a healthy part of this. spiritual It doesn't life. have to be someone who, it's not like you have to read out the scriptures back and forth together. This person that you could go with could just be, I'm going to, I want to go to Adoration on Fridays, do you want to come with me? Mm -hmm. Join along with me, this sort of thing. So invite someone to join you in, in, in otherwise a practice of, of silence and meditation and this sort of yeah. thing. Or like, I want, I'd love to... I want to do confession every every two weeks or something or every week, so I want to go on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, you want to keep me accountable? We'll go to confession together. Um, and obviously, we'll be speaking to the priest, but uh, but <laughs> someone someone along come. with you. I think that's really important. <laughs> now, um, the question is, uh, we've talked a lot about you know the desires why it's yeah, important this sort yeah. of thing. So, but very concretely, Ooh, what okay. do you what do you reckon? How do how do people? St what are the important things for you? How do people start for, for our listeners what are they, for their spiritual plan for yeah. this this January or beyond? Mm -hmm. How do you start? We've got a few days before the New Year's spiritual plan to get through the month. Let's focus on January. Say so four weeks January. Sure. My recommendation is start with scripture. Mm -hmm. Be familiar with scripture. If you if we become very familiar with the Word of God in scripture, how He speaks. Uh, in scripture, his cadence, his vocabulary, all these things, and we become familiar with how he speaks interiorly, yes. right? It's the same spirit that, yep. that moves interior same hearts, God. same God that inspired those scriptures that continues to inspire us. So I, I always encourage people to start with scripture. So I would say read a chapter of the gospels a day. Start with Mark. Yep. It's the shortest gospel. Gives you a sense of accomplishment once yes. you finish it. Yes. Um, so yeah, start with the gospels, mm -hmm. um, maybe read a chapter of the gospel a day. Yes. I think that's, that's where I would advise people. I think it's the, the important part to me is, is the daily practice. Yes. It has yes, to every be day. something daily. Um, that it's, and therefore it need not be long, um, need not be, need not be like 30 minutes a day right off the bat. If you do that, I mean, that's just unrealistic, uh, unless you get lucky, but something that Pick something that you can do every single day and yep. stick to mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. And that's what how it builds this, the spiritual habit of growing in. So whether it's reading a chapter of, of of the Gospels and wandering through the New Testament, you could say, or reading a psalm each oh, day, yeah. um, unless it's you know, 119, you're going to break up. but uh, And then 117, you get a gift. That's like a five-second day. Um, but reading something every single day, and at a particular, as you mentioned, a particular time. Like, I think it's c consistency. So... I mean, as Dominicans, we we have the hours that we live at a particular times. But in any stage of life, it's not just the day, but also the time. Pick a time that you'll do. So I always do it in the morning, right? Or almost always. You know, even us. Sometimes we're traveling, yeah. preaching. We have to do the hours at different times. The pray the different prayers at different times. But consistently, you get used to this habit forming mm -hmm. in you that at seven o'clock or at midday. 
or at the evening or before night. Uh, the great time, of course, the traditional thing is to take the examine. Yeah. So examine yeah. your day for three minutes. That's all you need or something. That's it. And then, and then pray the act of contrition. Mm-hmm. And then maybe an, a Hail Mary and Our Father or something, and it's done every single day. And so when people, when someone says, how's your spiritual life? And you say, actually, it's, it's, this year it's, it's doing well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they say, well, how do you know? And he said, because every day, I pray every day. Well, yeah. how do you pray every day? And then you give them these things. That's, that's, to me, that's a real mark of spiritual growth. Um, the last little thing I would throw out there as an encouragement, um, don't be afraid to use your alarm clocks on your phone. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, like, commit to a prayer, but set a, a consistent calendar event or an alarm on your phone that goes off every night at yeah, 9 p.m. Yeah, that's good. And set it every day at 7 a.m. or it's something. An, it's an appointment. It's, it's an appointment. An appointment with the Lord. Block it out in your schedule. Uh, if you want to pray, you know, at the hour of mercy, yep. well, then set in your alarm that goes off every day at 3 o'clock, and that'll be remind you. And it, that's an external support to help build this interior strength of will yeah, to right. do that. So I think that's those right. are a few things. So thank you very much for listening to us on this episode. Please like, subscribe, share this episode with others that you think would benefit uh, from it as we prepare to enter into this new year. Um, please leave us a 15,000 star review on whatever app that you're listening on. We will take as many stars as you will give us. It definitely helps us out and we love the support there. As we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, please, if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, those links will be in the description in the show notes. And we'll also have links for upcoming events, merchandise, and other things in the link or in the description in the show notes. And before we go, we have an announcement, and we are excited for this. In just a few days, we will be in St. Louis, Missouri for the SEEK conference, and we'll be there. So if you're attending that conference, if you're attending SEEK in just a few days, please stop by and say hello. We're going to be recording an episode live with all the participants there. Uh, We'll have that content for you later, but it's a great joy for us. We've been involved for a number of years, but this is the first time we're able to be are able to record on site with a live audience and we're excited to be there. So please join us for that. Please stop by and say hello. Thank you for everything. Know that you're in our prayers. God bless.